Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Uh, towards the end, the back of the New Testament. By the way, uh, I would like to publicly acknowledge uh, Nicholas Finns, who tonight before church quoted uh, from memory every book of the Bible in order that is so impressive. Uh, I literally get paid to be a pastor and I cannot do that. I'm so impressed by you. You're the man. Um, But James is in the back of the New Testament, James chapter four. Uh, We're concluding a series tonight. Uh, By the way, if we've never met, my name is Brandon and I'm one of the pastors, one of the leaders here at L. And just want to say thank you for being here. Um, in case you've never been here before, let me just give you a little bit of a snapshot of who we are and what we believe. Um, we're not just a youth group, uh, but we're a community of believers. LYC stands for Lakeshore Youth Community. And we're a community of believers that God has brought together. Pearl's taking pictures for the IG, uh, that God has brought together. And we believe God's actually brought us together for the purpose of worshiping Him, of growing in our relationship relationship with him and then being used by him to reach and change our world. Did you know that God wants to use you to change your world? That God literally has a purpose and a plan for your life and he wants to use you to change the world that you live in. And so we gather on Wednesday nights to worship Jesus, to study God's word and to get filled up. Someone say filled up. Filled up so we can go into our world and we can make a difference. Uh, we've been in this series, though. And if you haven't been here, I will give you a recap. Uh, a series we've been in called Adrift. Adrift. Um, have, have you ever uh, accidentally, like maybe when you're a kid, let go of a balloon unintentionally and you watched it just drift away? You know what I'm talking about? I accidentally let go of one of my kids' balloons recently and it was devastating. They'll probably go to counseling when they're older because of their birthday balloon that was bye-bye. But we've been in this series called Adrift talking about the reality that every single one of us, look at your neighbor and say, that includes you, man. Okay, now look back at your neighbor and say, but like especially you though, because I know you, man, especially you. That every one of us, I'm a 34-year-old pastor with gray hair with four kids and a mortgage. Uh, It includes me. Every one of us, we are prone to drift away from the things of God. We've said this almost every week, but one of the most dangerous things, and I think it probably applies to a lot of us, uh, one of the most dangerous things is being a good person. How many of you classify yourself as a good person? Like, bro, I'm a good person. What's dangerous about being a good person is you think because you're, that you're a good person, you think that so much of scripture doesn't apply to you. Oh, no, for sure. Like, no, Brandon, for sure. I know some people in my school, it definitely applies to them because, like, they really need, but, like, I'm, I'm good, though. And, and we talked about how even good people were prone to drift. Well, two, two reasons. Number one, because we live in a world that is swayed by the evil one. It's a scripture we won't read, but you can write it down for taking notes. First John 5, 19, it says the whole world, the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Did you know that there, there is no neutral in life? Did you know that? That there, there's, there's, it's like when you park a car on a hill and you put it in neutral, well, what happens? It, it moves. There, there's no neutral in life. There's no just, well, no, it's like, it's not Christian, but it's not Satan. It's, no, the Bible goes, the whole world, it, it, it's under the sway of the evil one. And, and here, here's why we don't even recognize it. Be, because the enemy doesn't need to like sway you towards evil things. 
Like he doesn't need to sway you towards like kicking kitty cats. Anybody, are you a cat person? You love cats. We're going to pray for you after service and we're going to deliver you from just kidding. Come on, it's a joke. It's a joke. Cats are from the devil. Kidding. Um, but uh, okay, honestly, I'm scared of cats. This is, this is my beef with cats. I'm afraid of cats. Um, I, they're unpredictable. They have beady little eyes and claws. And I had a bad experience. There's no word of a lie. When I was 18, I spent the night at a friend's house and um, I was sleeping on his couch. Have you ever been like with your eyes closed before? Brandon, why are you laying on the stage? Because I'm so immature. Have you ever had your eyes closed before and you feel like someone's watching you? Yeah. I promise you, I'm like trying to go to sleep and I feel like somebody's watching, like, I, like someone's watching me. And I, I, I kid you not, I opened my eyes. I didn't even know this guy had cats. And both of his cats are on the top of the couch just staring at me like, I, I jumped up so fast, I almost like busted his door down like a football player. I'm like, bro, your cats are trying to kill me. I know it. Um, and so I hate cats. Um, but I don't even remember what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the enemy, he doesn't have to like get you to do evil stuff. And here, here's, here's the reality, because all of us, we have this thing called flesh. All of us. The Bible says, uh, Galatians 5.17, that your flesh, all that means is the things you desire, the things you want, that your flesh is contrary. It's contrary to the Spirit of God. Your flesh is in contrast to the Spirit. And so all the enemy has to do is get you to go, hey, bro, like you don't need to be all like spiritual and stuff, man. Like just like, like you're a good person. Like, you're, you're good. So just, you know, just, just, just kick, kick it in neutral for a second. And, and your flesh will take over. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right to all of us and the end of it leads to destruction. See, we all drift because we live in a world that's under the sway of the evil one, but also because we have flesh, we have desires, we have things that are contrary to the ways of God. And so all of us, if we're not careful, we will, will drift. Life is a current that pulls us a direction. But thank God. Someone say, thank God. Thank God, thank God that I don't have a cat. Um, thank, thank, thank the Lord. The God, God's given us a, a, a book. It's called the Bible. And the Bible has given us instructions and ways that act as guardrails for our life. I'm not that dude that always like, you know, pumps the podcast. Uh, but I would encourage you to go to our podcast and get the sermons because we've talked about these four different guardrails. The first one was prayer and worship. That when life hits you the hardest, our reaction has to be to go to God and say, God, your word says to be anxious for nothing, but in everything to pray and go to you and allow the peace of God to guard my heart. Why is it a guardrail? Because when life hits the hardest, it is often when people fall the farthest from God. And a guardrail to put in place, and I'm gonna be a person of prayer, that when I get anxious and when I get frustrated and when I feel overwhelmed, rather than just venting or going to what feels good, what will be a temporary uh, moment of satisfaction or relief, I'm gonna go to God. Like, like there's a scripture in the Bible and you're all underage, by the way. Um, so let's not even talk about drinking because it's illegal. And we'll just say like the reality is if you, you're drinking and you're underage, the Bible says obey the laws of the land. So case shut. But there's a scripture where the Bible goes, don't get drunk with wine. And it's actually not talking about that getting drunk is bad, which by the way, it is bad. You shouldn't do that, especially because you're underage, especially you, Pastor Glenn. Um, I'm kidding, like that's Pastor Glenn's awesome. Um, but... But, but the Bible goes, don't get drunk with wine 
Or, or in other words, don't give yourself to things that just momentarily allow you to escape. You, did you know that that verse could actually say, don't get drunk on social media. Don't get drunk on, on video games. Don't become intoxicated with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Don't, don't get infatuated in, in relationships just to numb the pain and escape because it's temporary. It's fleeting. It's rather... Go to the, this is the counterfeit. Go to the real thing, which is the spirit of God that fills us and gives us peace and comfort and joy and leads us. We talked about the last two weeks, the guardrail of God's word. The Bible says, how, do, how does a young man cleanse his way? How, how can someone stop from drifting? By getting God's word in their heart. And we talked about the importance of getting God's word in our heart and how to spend time with God. And tonight, someone say tonight. P.S. Um, I have a ton of energy. I've had too much caffeine today, and so I'm a little bit wired, and that means that you guys have to like help me out because I can't be the only one talking. Um, but but t- thank you so much, Caleb. Uh, but but tonight we're gonna finish our series, and we're gonna talk about what I think is the final guardrail. The thing that if you will put in place, it will protect you from the drift. And by saying it's the final one, there's probably hundreds of guardrails we could talk about in the Bible, but this one, it encompasses them all. Here's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about a word that no one in this room likes. I promise you no one in this room is like, oh my gosh, thank, oh, praise Jesus. We're talking about my favorite subject. Ain't no one like it, even me. We're talking about tonight the guardrail of obedience. Someone say obedience. It's like, oh man, Hey, wait, did your mom text me? Did she say that, like, you needed to preach on this night? I kid you not, summer camp, I preached a message, and this guy came up to me after, after the session, and he was mad. Like, have you ever set, met someone that's, like, really mad, and you don't know why they're mad? And he's like, yo, I need to talk to you, man. I'm like, oh, okay, what's, what's wrong? He's like, my youth pastor told you to preach that, didn't he? No, no, I, it was a setup, huh? You guys are trying to set, like, I, was, I think God's trying to set you up, bro, actually, because I don't even know your youth pastor. We're talking about tonight, obedience. The the final guardrail that I want you to understand is the importance of being someone that you live a life that is committed to this, to obeying God's word. I ask you to open with me to James chapter four, verse seven. We're gonna read verse seven and eight. and, And it says this. It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, double-minded. Circle back, let's go back to verse seven, read it one more time. James is writing and James says, therefore, the the therefore comes after a passage which we're not reading for time's sake tonight, but he's talking about people, um, he calls them adulterers and adulteresses. People that, that, that have covenant relationship with God and, and yet they're breaking their covenant with God by, by participating in and giving themselves to the things of this world. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, you made a commitment and a covenant with God. You were born again. And so your friendship or, or, or your close connection with the world, which is swayed by the evil one, is like breaking a covenant with God. He goes, don't do that. And he says in verse seven, he he goes, therefore, here's what I'm telling you to do. Submit to God. Someone say submit. Submit Submit to God. It's going to be a key phrase for you tonight. Submit to God. 
Submit to God, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Verse eight, and draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts and don't be double-minded. If you're taking notes, the title of the sermon I wanna to preach tonight um, is a sermon that I'm simply titling this, it only works if you do it. It only works if you, if you do it. Uh, show of hands, how many of you tonight, you can, can relate to me, uh, you, you can feel my pain, you are of the same skin color as me, and you're not one of those people that you just get tan, but you're one of the people like me that you just get red, you burn. Come on, any, any sunburners in the house? By showing hands, how many of you people have been blessed by God and you go in the sun and instantly you bronze and you look amazing? Yeah, we all, we, we, you, you must be a cat person. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a burner, man. I'm gonna be honest. I, I wish I wasn't. I wish I was a bronzer. I wish in the summertime I could just get tan and, you know, look, look like Isaiah DeBanca. Like, I wish, but I'm a burner. And I don't know if I've ever told you the story before, but my worst sunburn ever came at the most inopportune time. Uh, my, my wife and I, we had been dating for a number of years. We we're about to get engaged. And um, her, uh, her family had been going forever to this spot down in Daytona Beach. And it was like her favorite spot. So I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down with her family on their family vacation. Obviously, it's cool with her parents. Separate rooms. We're keeping it holy, just so you know. And, um, and I'm going to go propose on the beach. In my mind, it was going to be epic. Birds are going to be flying over, singing a love song. Like, have you ever seen The Little Mermaid? Do you remember this? Like, just like, you know, just the, the scene where it's like, come on and kiss the girl. If you remember that one? And like the birds are singing. It's going to be epic. And uh, I'm going to get down on one knee and be like, honey boo, you know my heart. Don't say, uh, Caitlin, come on. It's my romance, not yours. Cool it. Jesus Louise. I'll say whatever I want. But I'm, I'm going to get down on one knee and I'm going to say something smooth. And she, it's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. People are going to be cheering. It's going to go down in the, the world book of best proposals ever. Um, that day we went to the beach, though. And um, how many of you, you think that spray suntan screen is amazing? Like, I, like, I love it so much. I can get my kids, like, like lotion up in, like, five, and I'm like, turn around. Just do circles. You good. Next one. And I, I love it. And, and so I'm, I'm on the beach and I'm using this spray suntan screen. And what I didn't realize is I'm like, man, vibes, we're about to get engaged, is the wind is taking all the sunscreen away from my body and nothing's getting on me. I'm such a dork. This literally happened. We got back from the beach that day and, and I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, I got tan today. Like, I don't normally, like, get so, I'm, I am tan. It, it was just a pre-burn is all it was. And so we get to dinner that night. And um, I'll never forget, we went to a place called Ant Catfishes. Ant, I'm not, I wouldn't recommend it. And we're at Ant Catfishes, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, is it hot in here? Is it, no, no, why is nobody else sweating? And I, I got up and went to the bathroom, and, and I kind of like lifted my shirt a little bit, and I was like, oh my goodness, oh Jesus. And I, like, who does this? In the bathroom, I took my entire shirt off, like in the men's restroom, and I'm just standing there in front of the sink like, Oh my, I was so red. I, I've, I've never seen a red this color in my whole life. It was so, I've never had a burn this bad. And it was the most painful experience, like going back to the beach, being like, will, will you, hold on, my shirt's touching me. Will, will you, will you? I spent the whole week inside eating ice cream, watching TV while everyone else enjoyed the beach because I was so sunburned. Sun, sunscreen works, by the way. Sunscreen actually works. 
when applied to your body. Can, can I tell you what the reality is for so many of us? Is we're walking around and we think because we know the Bible or we've heard the Bible, we're good. But can I tell you tonight that God's word, it is a guardrail. It is a protector. It does bring safety and security. It does lead and guide us into a fulfilled life of joy and peace. But it only works when applied to your life. We, we'll read this scripture later, but, but, but James goes on later in, in this passage. And he goes, hey, um, if you only hear the word, but you don't do it, you are deceiving yourself because you think you're good because you heard something. You, this thing only works like sunscreen when, when applied. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, I believe. It says, for the turning away of the simple will slay them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever, someone say whoever, whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. Go back to verse 32. Can I tell you verse 32? I've been a youth pastor for almost, uh, almost 14 years now. Um, can I tell you verse 32, it pretty much sum, like summarizes youth group for 99.9% .9 of the population. For the turning away, one, one translation, I love it. We should have used it. It says stupid. I love that translation. For the turning away of the stupid, the simple-minded slays them. Do, do you know how, how many good kids, church kids, Raised in church, go to church. No, I'm no brainer. I'm I'm good. They 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 know God's word and His ways, and they're like, nah, like totally, man. This definitely applies to people that didn't grow up in church like me and like aren't a good person. But like, I'm good. And they turn away from God's ways. The Bible goes the the turning away of simple-minded, dumb, stupid people slays them. Here's the other one that I think sums up so much, so much of youth group and so much of, of our experience as people in Christianity today and the complacency of fools. Can, can I just say that there is, and I'm not speaking to you specifically unless it applies to you, and if it applies to you, I am talking to you specifically. There is so much apathy. I'll just say in the church today to make it softer. Because if I say in the church, then you'd be like, well, I mean, he's not like talking about me. I'm probably talking about you actually. But the, the apathy that exists in Christian culture is at an all-time high. We are so apathetic and complacent. You, 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 you know who we remind me of? We, we remind me of my eight-year-old daughter who, who the, the other day, she, she came back from a friend's house and she was playing. And um, I said, all right, Evelyn, hey, it's getting, it's getting close to bedtime and it's time to go upstairs and brush our teeth and, and get our pajamas on. And she goes, she goes, oh, Dad, I'm spending a lot of time on the floor tonight. I don't know why. Um, Dad, my legs. She goes, they're so tired. I just, I can't, I can't move them. And, um, and I'm like, Evelyn, get upstairs. And, she's, and she starts going like this. She's like, I'm like, woman, get off the floor or you're about to get punished right now. But it's like we, I'm just, oh man, just, you know, life. And I just, um, and, and, and it's apathy. It's complacency. And the Bible goes, ah, the turning away of simple will actually destroy them. And the apathy, as far as 132, and the, and the apathy or the complacency of fools 
destroys them. Verse 33, listen to this. I love this promise. It says, but I love the buts in the Bible. The buts in the Bible make all the difference, man. It says, but whoever, you know what I love about that word whoever is that it applies to you and it applies to me. I love that God's word is equal opportunity, that it doesn't matter if you were raised in church or not raised in church. doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person. doesn't matter if you have money, you don't have money. It doesn't matter if you're smart or not smart. It says, whoever will listen to me. Did you know that, that listening involves both hearing and doing? It doesn't say whoever hears me. It says whoever listens to me. Whoever will hear my word and apply it, whoever listens to me will dwell safely will be secure without fear of evil. Number one, if you're taking notes, write, 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 write this down. First thought that I want to give you is simply this. Point number one is that obedience to God's word, it is the ultimate guardrail. Obedience to God's word, it is the ultimate guardrail. The, the Bible says this, James chapter 1, verse 22. I told you we get here. Uh, the Bible says James 1, 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only so deceiving yourself. Be, be doers, be practitioners of God's word and not only hearers so deceiving yourself. Proverbs 30 verse five says this. Proverbs 35 says that every word of God, someone say every, every word of God is pure and he is a shield to those who have put their trust in him. That word pure, it means tested, tried. It is, uh, it's, it's proven. Did you know that God's word, it speaks to every area of life? That God, he, he didn't write, he didn't give us this book and it's not outdated because it was over 2,000 years ago. No, this speaks to the human condition. This speaks to how the world was created. This speaks to the laws that God has set into motion that govern the earth and govern life and govern the human condition. This book will never be outdated. It'll never be irrelevant. It speaks to every issue. And the ultimate guardrail that protects us from the drift of life is obedience. It's, it's an attitude and a mentality that says this, I don't know about all that, man, but what I do know is that I'm, I'm gonna stick with what God's word says. Can, can I tell you tonight, and, and eyes and ears, because I think this is probably like the premier point that I want you to get if you don't get anything else. Can I tell you why so many of us aren't obedient? Ready? Can I tell you why so many of us don't obey the Bible? It's going to be shocking. Not really. Because we don't agree. Well, I, yeah, I know, like, I, I, know, I know the Bible says that. I just, I don't, I, got, I don't know if, if, if I agree with that or not. And, and I'll tell you the two reasons why, why we don't agree. And please hear this tonight. We don't agree, number one, because we don't understand. How, how silly and how arrogant are we that, that, that we think that we can comprehend and understand at the same level of the living God that we serve, that spoke worlds in, into existence, that speaks and stars hung. But for some of us, we're like, well, I don't really understand, man. I mean, like, like I know the Bible says to live sexually pure, but honestly, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand what's the big deal. Who cares? What difference? I know the Bible says it's destructive for my soul and it leads to many wounds. But like, I, I don't agree with that. Like, it's not hurting anybody. I, I don't really see. And because we don't understand something, we go, well, I don't agree with that. The, the other reason that we, we, we don't agree with God's word is because we just can't see how it's going to work out. 
Okay, I know the Bible says to stay faithful and be planted and like live with integrity and be honest and upright. But if I don't take this opportunity that's gonna require me to compromise, I'm just not sure if I'm gonna get to where I'm trying to get to in life. Yeah, but, but, but if I take the high road and I do what's right, I just don't see how this is gonna get me ahead. Listen, Brandon, we live in a world, man, that if you don't get yours, you, you get left out. And because we, don't, we can't see how it's gonna work out, we go, I just don't agree with that. And, and here, here's what I want you to see because I think it's so powerful if you can get it in your heart. That when agreement ends, that's when submission begins. Number two, write this down, that when agreement ends, then submission begins. You, you do realize that when you agree with someone, you have no need to submit to them. Like if we were driving in the car, someone just like just shouted at me, what's your favorite kind of music to listen to in the car? Indie, Indian music. No, indie. Whoa, that's in, whoa, that was kind of, jeez, uh, Caitlin, like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Caitlin. Okay, in, Indian music. Someone else, favorite kind of music? Rock country. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, you, oh, she said, oh, rock country. I got you, got you, got you. I'm like, rock country, new genre, dope. Um, how dare you, Caitlin? How dare you? Just kidding. Uh, someone over here, favorite kind of music? Heavy metal. Heavy metal. That's a great one. Okay, that's a great one. So if me and Isabel are rolling in the car with Caitlin, who's in the back having a bad attitude, saying something mean, um, if we're rolling the car, we're like, hey, well, I'm kidding. Caitlin's the best. Can I tell you how awesome Caitlin is? Caitlin house sits for us, and she is the best house sitter. No one's ever done this. We got home from like a, like being gone for a long time, and she painted a picture of our dog. Like, a, like, a, like I thought it was a picture. I'm like, is, she, is that a photo? She, you're such a good artist. Anyways, um, so we're, we're rolling in the car, and I'm like, hey, let's turn some music on. And Isabel goes, yeah, heavy metal. Catch that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Screaming the alphabets, that's too much for me right now. I can't, it's too, um, let's put on some, 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 some rock country Indian music. I, that, that, that's my jam right there. We, we now have a disagreement. If, if we were in agreement and I'm like, no, like heavy metal, let's, let's go. There's no opportunity for anybody to, to submit to the other one. See, because submission is coming under another's authority. Submission is coming under another's perspective, another's will, another desire. And when I'm in agreement with someone, I have no opportunity to even submit because we're in agreement. James 4.7, we read this, put it back on the screen. James 4.7, it says this, that we are to, ready, key, key phrase tonight, submit to God. Everyone together say, submit to God. Why would the Bible tell us to submit to God? I think the Bible is trying to clue us in that there's a lot of areas in life where we are not going to be in agreement with God. Why am I not in agreement with God? Because I have flesh and because I want to do what I want to do. Because I want to do what feels good. I want to do what's comfortable. I want to do what, what's, what's convenient. I want to do what I think is going to get me ahead. I want to do what, what's going to gain me popularity. I want to do, and we have a whole list of what I want to do. And because the Bible goes, your flesh is in contrast with the spirit of God. There will be a lot of opportunity where you don't agree with the Bible. I, I just, honestly, God, I just don't agree. 
The, the, the Bible goes, seek first the kingdom of God. And you feel the, the spirit of God whisper to you, hey, Isaac Shaw, I, I want you to start getting up like, and I'm, by the way, I'm just making this up. I mean, you know that, but like, uh, Isaac, I want you to start getting up 30 minutes earlier and just spending 30 minutes to, to pray and seek my face because there's some things that I want to do in your life. And your flesh goes, nah, I'm good actually. Like I can barely get out of bed at the time that I get, that I get in bed to or get out, like go ahead and wake up right now, to be honest. I, I promise you, Caitlin, we're going to, I'm just kidding. We're going to ask you to leave. Um, but like, I, I can barely wait. Like your flesh doesn't want to do that. Most things that God asks us to do, our flesh isn't like, oh my gosh, yes. Sacrificial service. <laughs> Can't wait. No, we're like, ah, this is, um, and you have to understand that, see, you, you don't even have the opportunity to submit to God until agreement ends. Can, 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 I, can I give you a little blues clues as, as to, to, to why we miss it sometimes? Because again, this is a room full of pr primarily good people. And can I tell you, for most people in the room, you probably live in like 70% agreement with God. Now, I'm, I'm making that number up, but it's just for, for metaphor's sake. And what I mean by that is that most, most of God's word you agree with. I'll give you an example. Thou shalt not murder. And you're like, no, for sure. Like, I actually, God, I do agree with that. I don't think we should be murdering people. The Bible goes, thou shalt not steal. And you're like, well, except for like candy from kids' church, because I did that a lot. Um, I, do, I do agree with that. We, and, and because we're good people, because as Americans, we're good stand-up people for the most part. We, we agree with a lot. But, 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 but can I tell you what, what's, what's problematic about that? It is that there's these portions of our life that nobody knows about. There's these secret hidden areas of our life that we don't want to talk about. There, there's these things that only us and God really know about. That while 70% of your life is living in agreement with God, you got a good 30% of your life that you're not in agreement with him actually. And, 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 and because you don't realize the Bible says that in those areas and instances that you're to submit to God, we, we, we live with this thing that's, that's called secret sin. We live with this thing called hidden areas that I, don't, I hope never, no one ever finds out that I actually think about that, that I actually go there. I hope no one ever finds out that really when no one else is around, that really I'm this kind, kind of a person. Or what we do is we just excuse it. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, Brandon. I mean, honestly, like, bro, seriously, stop being so, so legalistic. And all we're doing is going, hey, no, I'm, I'm in agreement with God, like 70%. But there's some areas, to, to be honest, I mean, in my opinion, my perspective, the, the Bible doesn't say there's room for your opinion and your perspective. Well, you know, God, the, you know, I appreciate that, but the way I see it, can I tell you, I respect your opinion, but your opinion does not hold weight in, 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 in comparison to, to, to the thoughts of God, to the ways of God, to the commands of God. And what you have to realize is that when agreement ends, you now have the ability and the opportunity to say, Jesus, I submit to you. I, I submit my heart to you. God, with everything that is in me, I really, really want to take that road right there because I'm scared and I'm lonely and I feel insecure 
And I, I, I feel like that if I go down that road, there's some things that are, that it's gonna hide and mask some of these pains that I feel. And I know it's not right and I know it's not okay, but God, I feel like I need it. And so, so I know what you say, but I just, I just can't, I can't agree to that right now. So, you know, in those instances, we, we're supposed to be praying prayers like, God, it does hurt. And I do feel pain and I do feel insecurity and I really don't know how I'm going to make it. But God, your word says that here's the line. Here's the line right here. See, you, you, honestly, what it really is for most of us is it's a faith issue. You don't trust God. You don't think that God really loves you that much. You don't think that God really cares about your life that much. And, and what, what you think, but you don't want to tell anybody is, well, yeah, but God, if I do what you're asking me to do, I don't really know if you're going to take care of me. So I kind of feel like I have to take care of myself. I was t- talking to someone recently and with tears in their eyes. I mean, they, like they're, they're, they're weeping. I said, Brandon, so I, I just want to let you know I'm about to make some really bad decisions. Like, it's not a conversation I have often with people. Like, usually people come to me and they're like, hey, man, can we talk? Um, I made some really bad decisions. This one's like, hey, I just, I, I, I need to talk to someone because I'm about, I'm about to make some really bad, I'm like, what do you mean you're about to make bad decisions? Like, you're not going to go, like, kill someone, are you? Like, let's, let's just make sure we're, you know, said, said I'm, I'm about to really make some really bad decisions. And, and here's the conversation. I know what the Bible says. And I'm, I, I know what God says about this. And I know what Jesus did for me. And I'm losing sleep at night and I feel so condemned on the inside because I feel like I'm betraying him. But, but if I don't do this, I feel like I'm gonna lose this relationship and lose this opportunity. And so I have to do it. What's that an issue of? It's not, it's not an issue of them not, not, not loving God. It's not an issue of them go, going, I just, you know, honestly, no, it's an issue of you don't trust God. Because what you're saying is, if I don't take care of me, nobody else will. God, if I don't stick up for myself, nobody else will. God, if I don't make life happen for myself and fill the holes and the needs and the desires that I have, nobody else will. So I know what your word says, God, but I just don't agree because that way requires for me to trust you. I just don't, don't know if I, if I can. And so, so, so we live in sin. What the Bible says, James 4, 7 is, the Bible says that, that we are to submit to God. James 4, 7, submit to God. Submit to God. Number, number, number three, you can write this down lastly, and it says, and to resist, to resist the devil. Number three, if you're taking notes, write this down, that life isn't just about fun, comfort, and convenience. Brandon, why, 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 do you, why, why do you make that point? I make that point because did you know that resisting the enemy requires energy? Did you know that resisting sin and temptation requires effort? Did, did you know that resisting sin and temptation actually requires you to resist it? Kayla, can I use, use an example real quick? Come here. Um, now this is going to be really difficult because Caleb, he's been going to Planet Fitness a ton, yeah, and um, and he sure. has this really manly hairband. So I, do. I don't I don't know if I can do this. All right, but 
So a lot of us, this is what we think resisting the enemy looks like. Like, try to come at me. Like, not, like, not, not come at me. Like, not like that, bro. Like, but just, like, just, we just were like, no, stop. Stop it. Stop it. God, no, I just, oh God, I just, no, I know what the, okay, fine. But, but, but the actual word for resistance would, and like, you got to help me out, bro, because I don't, I'm not going to track you, dude. <laughs> But the actual word for resistant, it's, it's like an active, not, come on, bro. For example's sake, it's an, it's an active decision <laughs> that, you, that you move somebody out of the, <laughs> it's, it's an active, you got to, like, you, you, with effort, with energy, you know, I, I am resisting the evil one. But it's not comfortable. And we want to live comfortable, convenient. I just, I just, it's too much effort, man. Can I tell you, life is not just about fun. Life is not just about comfort. Life is just not about convenience. There is a reward that is here on earth and in heaven that is so much greater. A joy, a fulfillment, a satisfaction that comes when we walk in the ways of God. What, what, what I want you to see, and Kimberly, you can come up and, and play I'm like really out of breath, Caleb. My goodness, whew. I need to work out. Like, it's not an emotion, it's my winded. But James chapter four, verse eight, I want you to see this last part. It, it says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. But listen to this. He goes on to say, and draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 22 Listen to this verse. It says, flee also youthful lust. A lot of us, we stop there. Okay, if I'm gonna live in obedience to Jesus, I just gotta, you know, just try really hard to not do bad stuff. But can I tell you, that's actually not the solution. The solution is not to just try to, the solution is to pursue. Someone say pursue. pursue. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, Love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Just quick test. I do this with my four-year-old all the time because he's learning things. Uh, we're facing the same direction except for Kimberly. What direction is this? Right. What direction is this? Left. We get it. We get it, Kimberly. We get it. It's right and left. Okay, quick question. If I move this way, what direction am I going? Right. And thank you so much, Isaac. And, and by, by going right, just by basic, like, laws of, of physics, I guess, I don't know, I'm not going left. The, the, the Bible says that those who, who, who pursue righteousness, those who go after God, the, those who aren't just trying to stay in neutral and not do bad things, but those who with, a, with an intentionality are pursuing the things of God, are going after Jesus, are saying, I'm living with intentionality, not to not do bad stuff, but to live righteous and to live pure and to know his ways and walk in his ways and be about the call of God on my life, that, that automatically you end up going the opposite direction of what you were going. And I love James 4, 8 because the Bible goes, hey, if you'll just draw near to God, submit to him, God, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you here. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But God, I'm, I'm bringing my way under your way. I, I, I submit to you. I submit to your ways. 
And if we'll submit to God and, and resist the enemy, and, and as we draw near to him, the Bible goes, he will draw near to you. Can, can I tell you that God is not one of those people that, that he stands at arm's length like this? Prove it. Prove it. Have you ever been so mad at someone that like they came to apologize, but you weren't ready to accept the apology? This, as, as God is my witness, I kind of overreacted a little bit uh, recently. And um, the, the next day we were driving to school. I, my daughter, Evelyn, she's the best. I'm, I'm going to say, hey, Evelyn, can I talk to you? Um, I said, Daddy last night kind of lost his temper a little bit, huh? Like, I, 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 I think I overreacted a little bit. And I just want to tell you girls this morning, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, 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 I shouldn't have raised my voice like that. And I love Evelyn. She, she goes, Okay. Brooklyn, she, she goes, I forgive you, Daddy. And, 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 and I said, Evelyn, I said, do you forgive me? And she goes, I will, but not yet. <laughs> I, it was just so funny that she made it. She's like, I will, but I'm not, I'm not really ready yet. And some of us, we, we think God's like that. We'll see. String together an entire week without sinning, buddy. We'll see. You're there, I'm here. Give me a solid week of being, being holy. See if you make it. The Bible says, no, no, no. The moment you start drawing near to God, he starts drawing near to you. Can I tell you, God's a much faster walker than you. God, God has much more aggressive pace than you have. God has much more love. Then you have the Bible goes, this is love, not that we love God, but that God first loved us. The love we have for God does not even compare to the love that God has for us. The Bible says, when you find yourself over here, the moment you start drawing near to Him, God like that starts drawing near to you. God, God, God He quickly starts moving towards you and He meets you where you are. Here, here's my question tonight. It's why I wanted to end with, with this song. Um, by the way, I, I know the answer is yes. It, it's just a reality. Um, but is there anything in your life tonight that, that you need to submit to God? Is there anything in, in your life tonight that, that you, you need to repent and you need to submit to God? God, I've been living in the 70% where I agree with you, but there's 30% that that's kind of been, been undercover and I, I actually don't agree with you. But God, tonight, because I want the guardrail of obedience in my life, because I wanna live safe and secure without fear of evil, God, I wanna be one who listens and obeys your word. So tonight, God, I, I take this 30%, I submit it to you. Here, here's what I would ask that, that you would do tonight, that you would make that very personal but intentional decision right there at your seat. Can, can I tell you, the Bible says that if you will confess your sin to him, he's faithful and just to forgive you. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.